Hello everyone, this is Brittany Hill and you're tuning in to Six Feet Apart, where I'm chatting with people in my network while we all have a little bit of extra time on our hands at home. We will cover who they are, how the coronavirus is affecting their network, tips they have for staying sane during this time of chaos, and so much more. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am actually doing my second ever dual podcast, and I'm so excited. Um, I want the two of you to introduce yourself before I even do that so that everybody can hear who you are, and I just can't wait to get started. So go ahead. Oh, this is so cute already. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm Khadija Amari, and we live in Columbus, Ohio. Not really by choice. But it's fine. <laughs> and you're sitting next to my boyfriend. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Ruiz. Darren Louise Ruiz. That's right. We're in college, dates, and uh, we're uh, we've been besties since. So yes. Here we are. Another one of my college pals on the podcast and his amazing girlfriend that I have had the opportunity to meet via Zoom a couple of times. Um, And we are going to chat not only about the coronavirus and things that are affecting their industries like I've done, but, you know, get all the deets on their relationship as well and what it is like to be living in Columbus and just all the things. So um, as Darren said, we met in college, um, obviously, SAE, Pi-Fi. Don't forget the Lake Havasu trips either. Oh, my God. Havasu, so many trips, so much fun. President Partying in the presidential suite. So good. I always have an image burned in my head uh, from a Lake Havasu trip when we had that after party at the hotel and you were jumping on the beds. So you were jumping back. Oh, my God. I remember that. And Tran, I think, was either filming it or in there somewhere. I was probably pinching yeah. his cheeks. So hopefully yeah. all the people that we're mentioning on here are listening to the podcast. But enough about you and I. I want for you guys to tell the people how you met. What is your story? Go ahead. This is where we differ. I'll, I'll let her tell her Yeah, I think so. We have two different <laughs> versions of the story. So Love that. we met at work. Um, we worked at the same company, but he was in Ohio and I was in Charlotte, which is where the headquarters is. Okay. Um, so there was a national sales conference, and then everyone out of Charlotte had to fly in for that meeting. Okay. So it was like a I think it was a four-day meeting. This was in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I think the first day I was just so busy because I was like part of the team that has to help coordinate everything. Okay. Um, anyways, the second day I noticed him. One of my friends knew him from when he lived in Charlotte. So I'm like, oh, like you have to introduce him. Like he's so cute. I want to know if he has a girlfriend, all this stuff. <laughs> so the next night there was a cocktail hour. She sat to like go introduce me to him. And I'm like, no, I'm nervous. Like, don't do it. I'm not ready. Not it. So as she's like walking me up to introduce me to him, mm-hmm. he just like immediately extends his hand before she can even say anything. He's like, hi, I'm Darren. I don't think we've met. (laughs) Oh my God. I can hear those words coming out of his mouth so perfectly in like (laughs) such a salesy, just hitting on you kind of way. I love it. Okay, Darren, what's your story? Well, I was just minding my business, trying to be, you know, an upstanding corporate citizen. Please, professional, in quotes. Company Inc., you know, so, but I definitely noticed her. I mean, my company is it's it's insurance and investments, so it's basically white older men. <laughs> Got it. She stood out. I was 
stands out uh, amongst that crowd. So <laughs> I, I definitely noticed her, but I, I was trying to play it cool because, you know, it's just you're at the company event. So yeah. uh, when she started coming my way, uh, I knew I could kind of tell, like, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I knew when she walked up by me, I just had to say hi. So Okay. So from there, was it immediate? Was it like you hung out at the conference, exchanged info? That was the last night of the conference. Okay. So we ended up talking, I think, until like midnight or so. It was kind of like with a group of friends and then our coworkers slash friends. And then as the group died out, it was just the two of us. And then we exchanged numbers. He had a sneaky little way. He used to live in the neighborhood where I lived. So he oh. was like, well, you have to give me your number so I can text you like places to go and restaurants <laughs> to try. There's like two restaurants. You're like, bro, I've lived here a long time. <laughs> um, so then he was supposed to fly home the next afternoon. And we were texting that morning on the last day of the conference. And then we mutually were like, uh, you should extend your flight. Oh, I love that. So then he took me on a date that night. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. So fast forward, that was two thought that was three years ago. Yeah. Wow. And so when and now you're obviously living in the same place. So how did that happen? We did long distance for a while and then I ended up getting um a full time remote job. So then that allowed me to be up here for two to three months at a time. And then it just kind of didn't make sense to have my place in Charlotte. I was never there. Yeah. So I found a job at JP Morgan, moved here last summer. And okay. And I've been here almost a year now. And then it's history. Oh my gosh. You have locked down Darren. Takes, it takes <laughs> quite the person. I, I love that. Um, so good. Darren, do you want to add anything, anything else about your, your story? No, that's, that's about accurate. Okay. Fabulous. So Darren, you have moved like literally since we graduated college right away, you went into um, the insurance industry, correct? Right. Okay. So what is it that you, a lot of people right after college were like kind of stuck in the mindset of wanting to stay in San Diego. A lot of even like your closest friends, they're super successful now with like businesses that they started and just kind of different ventures and routes that people took. But I feel like you were always very sure and knew that you wanted to like be a businessman. And like you were, you are literally are like the definition of sales. (laughs) And I mean that in the most positive way. Because so like what what is it that drove you to do that and made you so dedicated to like move across the country for your job? Well, it was kind of more like happenstance. So I I did a fifth year of college and when I got done, you know, because that fifth year was kind of a joke. I mean, I was doing like I I was participating on campus quite a bit. I was VP of the school. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Besides that, I was taking like a golf class. like an astronomy class so like the rest was kind of a joke yeah (laughs) and uh that's when i was living with casey broker which you know uh and we were just i mean it was just multiple nights a week we were going out we were just going to the beach all the time so when i got done with my fifth year i just felt like i was just i was ready to like take that next step totally like and and do something a little bit more serious so i uh i actually what i did I, i got kind of lucky with this job i made a list of every person I knew, mm-hmm. family, friends, whoever. And I just called everyone I knew and just asked them what they did and asked them if they were hiring. I, so I, I 
That's jobs. I, I interviewed for like a printing company. Wow. Uh, investment banking job that I, I completely just did such an awful interview. <laughs> it's all a learning yeah. experience. I was doing all these interviews, and um, how I got this one is my stepbrother. So okay. my dad's my son. Mm-hmm this job and it was in Irvine mm-hmm. by my house so I can move home and start working okay um so that's that's I kind of just fell into it and, yeah uh, yeah and, and then you stayed it. with your company right for up until this year yeah so it was it was a weird situation because our company was in a really bad spot mm-hmm. basically they said six months into my job they're like we're closing down this office we're going to Charlotte mm-hmm we can give you a raise and a bonus to move basically wow. promotion. Okay. We're going to lay you off and you're not going to get anything because you've only been here six months. Wow. So, so you really <laughs> didn't yeah, have a just, huge after, like going through training, I had to get like special licenses. Yeah. I had to test for that. So, so you said say la vie. Yeah. So I, I moved to Charlotte and you know, just, I was just taking a chance, right? It yeah. Just, it's an adventure. Yeah, it was it was kind of like the idea was like kind of you're kind of buying low on the company, like you know buying into that's going to rebound and maybe you'll be in a good better position because you stuck with them because mm-hmm. you know the pitch to the the sales force was hey let's move you from Southern California most of you live in Newport Beach on the peninsula because it's mostly young a younger crowd yeah and we're going to move you to Charlotte in a company that's not doing well right now <laughs> so it was a really like. It wasn't that good of a, a pitch by the company, but there was out of 65 people, only 14 decided to go with them. Wow. One else decided to, to jump and take a package. So, And did you go, so you lived in Charlotte and then is, is Columbus the next place you moved or did you live somewhere in between? No, so I lived in Charlotte for about three years and then um, this opportunity in Columbus came up, same company. Got it. Okay. Since 2015. Oh my God, that long. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> with the two of you being there, give us kind of, cause I don't know a ton of people maybe listening that have been to Columbus or to Ohio. So besides Sam, I think Sam has a family there. <laughs> um, but Gary. what, yeah. And Gabe came to visit you. Um, what, Give us like three pros and three cons and you guys can either do that, you know, together, separately, whatever you want. You're going to get a negative spin from Deej, so. Okay. <laughs> when I came up here, I was surprised at how big of a city it is, and especially the area that we live in. There's a lot of young people. There's a lot of diversity. There's tons of really good restaurants. I would almost say the restaurant scene is better than Charlotte. Charlotte's okay. kind of the same, like a big little city where yeah. it's bigger and bigger, lots of young professionals. So I think in that regard, it's really cool. Like there's always – places to eat or new places to check out, especially like, again, with there being so many young people. Um, I think the weather, so I think the statistic is that it's like one of the second or third, like most cloudy cities in the U.S. So (laughs) I think it's worse than Seattle. So of course the winters would be worse than Charlotte. Yeah. Cloudy and rainy and humid majority of the time. Yeah. Um, That's a con. The cost of living was a little bit more than I thought. I figured Ohio would be like a thousand dollars for right, but that's not um, the case. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's still a lot cheaper than, of course, California or other big cities. But yeah, it's I guess not as cheap as I expected. Okay. And okay. the airport is a joke because it's an international airport, but uh, there's like six terminals, and you can get you can get through security in like thirty seconds, which is great. But yeah, 
Okay. There's not a lot of direct flights anywhere good. So. Gotcha. So do you then drive to another airport or you just have to fly to somewhere else that's more? You just have a layover a lot okay. of times because like Charlotte's airport is much bigger. And of course it's like closer to the East Coast. So you can Got easily international. So Okay. And Darren, how about you? I would say, so Columbus, I believe is really underrated. I think okay. it's actually a lot. Because I, when I when I chose to move here, I had never been to Ohio in my life. Yeah. Sight unseen. It was. I took the job wow. sight unseen, and so I did. I had really low expectations, just because I think anyone from California probably, you know, kind of mischaracterizes. But Columbus is, is actually a cool town, and living on the East Coast, uh, I've been to a lot of cities now that I've never would expect myself to go. Yeah, to. it's nice for uh, you to. I love that. Okay. Yeah, it, you know, my parents were always road trip, like a road trip family. Yeah, pack up the, the van and let's go to. Lake Tahoe or Lake yeah. Tahoe, you know, or Mammoth, you mm-hmm. know, we were always road tripping, but we weren't flying. Yeah. Um, so now that I've been on the East Coast, I've been able to check out all these new cool areas yeah. that, you know, whether it's New Orleans or it's Savannah or it's, you know, up, Upper Peninsula, Michigan, or yeah. Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains. So yeah. there's all these hidden pockets that like, I was always thinking I want to travel abroad mm-hmm. but now living in a different part of the country where I've looked at, like checked out other areas. Yeah. There's so much in the United States to check out. That's really, really cool. That's um, awesome. I think that's one pro is like being around stuff. I'm not used to. Yeah. And I talk to friends in California and because it's so big, like there's only so many places you can go for a really quick trip. Whereas like for us, we can easily do like Chicago or DC or New York or, Nashville, there's just so many places yeah. that are really close by. So it's kind of cool in that regard. Yeah, we one of our first trips as a couple is we drove to Toronto. It's about a five hour drive from Columbus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we stopped at Niagara Falls, never been there. So that was cool. And Toronto, it blew us. I mean, Toronto might be so cool. in my top five places, like big cities I've ever been. That's amazing. Really cool wow. Okay. I love that answer. Um, do you guys. What would you say, like, between you? Because I know, Khadija, you've lived in a lot of states, correct? Or a lot of cities? We've moved a few times around just because both of my parents were Air Force. Okay. So I was born in California, lived there. Then we went to Alaska and then South Carolina. And it was like, well, Alaska and South Carolina were for four years. So I knew when we moved to South Carolina, that would be where I graduated high school. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to school in stakes. It made sense that I went to college there and then moved to Charlotte for work. Got it. So where would you guys say outside of California, because you guys have both lived there and outside of Columbus and maybe even outside of Charlotte, where do you guys think, and it can be separate answers or the same is the most livable city that you've been to? Mm, that's hard. Cause I feel like it depends on what stage you're at in your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about now? Like where would you want to live right now? If you had the option? It's hard. We we debate that all the time, actually. I feel like we for like, me, it would be like, California or Oregon or Washington. We really liked Oregon. So West Coast. Yeah. But it's a little, West. where we were was a little wildernessy for our stage of life right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was, like, it was like a couple hours outside of Portland. Okay. So do you have the option of going somewhere else? Or what are, like, are you guys going to be in Columbus for a while? Yeah, so the tough part about my job is it's, it's very, very competitive. It's a sales job. It's very, I mean, every single day they post 
to the entire sales force, what your sales numbers are, how you rank in the company. Oh my God. Color code you green, yellow, and red. And if you're in the red, you're basically in like, you know, you can call it almost like the death zone. That means like you're stop. You don't want to be there for too long because you will get fired. Do so, they do that purposely to light a fire? Exactly. Okay. So it's very competitive. There's a lot of competitors out there. So, you know, your boss also makes money off you and your sales. Right. So, you know, they are trying to build a roster that makes sense for them too. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's tough is you first off have to get a territory. So my territory is all of Ohio mm-hmm. and you got to take most parts. You got to take the first job that's available. Got like, it. No question. You got to tell them I will take anything, whether it's Alaska or Florida or Montana, like I am ready to go. Yeah. But what makes that tough is you end up, you know, you have me who lives in Ohio, me trying to convince someone to hire me in California is tough because I don't know anyone in California. All my relationships and my value is in Ohio. Got it. So, you know, you're worth more in Ohio and people will, you know, pay you better to be in Ohio versus California. And they're like, I'm taking a risk on you because quite frankly, you're, you're a startup, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But you had to do that to start in Ohio, didn't you? Right, right. So yeah, that's, I've gotten pretty close to getting back. I just have never been able to get over the hump and and, and find that job. Um, But yeah, we'll see. That's, 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 that's the challenge right now. And Khadija, are you on board with that move as well? If you guys were to get to California? Yeah, because my parents, since they're Air Force, like they're so used to moving around. So they actually just left Colorado. We're planning on moving to Florida, decided it was too hot, ended up huh. randomly in Richmond, Virginia. So they just moved there like a month ago. Wow. Um, my sister's in New York. And okay. so and she even hasn't been there long. She's lived in Atlanta. She's lived in Indiana. So like, I feel like I'm just kind of used to having yeah. to like, I feel like every four years I'm supposed to move. Kind of. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I really like, like I don't that. Have a home base, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So nomadic lifestyle. Love that. Let's talk um, a little bit about, so Khadija, are you still, you said now you're at JP Morgan. So yeah. uh, what do you do for them? I do communications. So I know it's really broad, but mm-hmm. um, I basically write communications that go out to the organization from the executive leadership team. Okay. So that just includes anything from like updates or, yeah newsletters or org announcements or any like major changes. Um, and then we also try to do some fun stuff. It's kind of lame, but like there's this thing called thank you Thursday mm-hmm. where like every Thursday they pick some people to thank in the organization and do kind of like a spotlight on them. Ooh, no, I like that. That's yeah. my kind of vibe. Well, I've, for a company. Writing, so I've always well, I've done communications for like the past five years. Yeah. So do you feel for both of you, have your um, jobs been affected by the coronavirus? We're lucky that I think, well, for me at least too, I, I do communications in IT. Right. So I feel like I'm kind of safely hidden away because even though I don't actually do technical work, yeah. IT is really important right now because they're trying to work on all these different applications and make sure that Chase customers can have access mm-hmm. without branch just really being open. Totally. Um, there's also, of course, like all of these loans and like protection programs and stuff like that. So IT is really busy right now. And so again, yeah. I think I'm just hidden away in that. Okay. Um, so my job hasn't been affected at all. And luckily communications, you can pretty much do from anywhere. From anywhere. So yep. Working from home is not foreign to me. Okay. Darren. 
Yeah, I mean, mine's my world's a lot different because I I'm used to traveling four days a week. Mm-hmm. So for you know, usually Monday through Thursday, I'm on the road okay. in Ohio, driving, staying the night in places. Wow, it's just all seeing clients, trying to get more business, find new clients anywhere in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I usually stay in the major cities, kind of stay in the Cleveland, Columbus and Cincinnati areas, but there's obviously some country areas that there's some decent opportunities. So yeah. I, I pretty much go everywhere, but um, having not to try, I mean, my last appointment face-to-face with a client was March 10th. Wow. I for quite a while. But, you know, you can make it happen over, you know, Zoom or mm-hmm. on the phone. So we're kind of coming up with different things to stay in contact and sharing ideas and holding virtual meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. So, You're doing your best to adjust. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just harder to build and maintain relationships like Mm -hmm. he has to do because it's a lot easier to kind of just blow someone up over the phone versus like seeing them. When you're there. Yeah. That's a really good point. Well, hopefully I know for you guys, the bands are getting lifted a little bit quicker than over here. Um, So that's a positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow. That's awesome. What's the first thing? Well, actually, yeah. What's the first thing that you're going to do? (laughs) <laughs> well, we've been looking at the restaurant. There's just not that many. So part of the, the new restrictions is that it's only patios. Okay. Um, and then places that choose to open, they have to choose to open. So it kind of limits it. Right. Because not only do you have to have a patio, but you also have to choose to open. So. Got it. And still on the patio, you have to be, I think, like six feet apart or you have to follow the social distancing guidelines. So I feel like if you only have four or five tables available, it's not really worth opening. Right. So aren't that many, but Darren has a haircut tomorrow. Very first thing. I think that's going to be a very common thing that a lot of people do. I know for me, it's going to be going to get my nails done <laughs> as soon as this is over. I know it's shallow, but it's happening. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. So what about, what has a day in the life for you guys looked like during all of this? I can't wait. I hope Khadija that you talk a little bit about your cooking because I definitely want to get into that. Um, but yeah, what, what has it been looking like for you? Even though we live together, our days are a little different because <laughs> Darren's more disciplined than me and <laughs> I think his day requires more structure with like a sales position. Yeah. I usually sleep in until the last possible minute. <laughs> about at like eight fifty-eight, log on, work a little, yeah. and then I usually try to force myself to log off and actually have like a lunch break. Okay. So we, I always cook anyway, but I've been cooking more, so I usually try to like whip up something kind of nice for lunch. Okay. Like today, I did a salad with roasted vegetables. Like not that exciting. Yeah. So. No, roasting vegetables during the day is <laughs> a feat. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then I try to, I've been trying to work out. I normally go to Orange Theory, so it's been a struggle just getting the same impact from a yeah. workout. Um, so I usually do a little something in the afternoon and then cook dinner. And then we kind of have like a nightly routine of watching Jeopardy together. Oh, that is the <laughs> cutest. Who's better? I win 90% of the time. She's really good, actually. So, like, surprisingly good. So. That's awesome. Found yourself a smart cookie, Darren. Good job. Eight to nine out of ten times. <laughs> what time is it on for you there? Seven. Okay. So you do that, you have dinner and just kind of hang at night? Yeah, I've been trying to force myself to like read a little bit or 
like at least learn things online or pursue different hobbies rather than just binging. I think for the first month or so, like we watched Ozark in a matter of, I feel like days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. How can you not? Yeah. Kind of at least like learn some things. Yeah. That's good. Darren, anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I, I really try in the morning to do something for myself mm-hmm. before the day starts to mm-hmm. kind of break it up. So like a couple of things I've done, um, I'm really trying to learn how to speak Spanish. Okay. Start that every morning. I, I have like a workbook I bought on Amazon. Wow. Set a stone or whatever. Yeah. It's just a good way to start your morning. Um, I also did this kind of like online motivational course it's called build your life resume it's by a guy named jesse itzler okay entrepreneur guy he's kind of a bigger than life personality okay sold a private jet company um he also i think founded zico and he used to rep run dmc back in the 80s so he has like this crazy resume okay so I did his course and had like exercises and it was cool. Just you get up in the morning, you look forward to doing that nice. um, kind of stuff. And then like you kind of hit the ground running for work because most of my day is making phone calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I send lunch to a lot of my clients and like wow. try to do stuff like that. Um, try to come up with creative ideas on help, how to help their business and give mm-hmm. them ideas. been doing a lot of like virtual seminars for them for training that okay. credits that licenses and stuff. Wow. Um, and then at night, try to get up, you know, try to get a workout in and uh, try to try to win in Jeopardy. But <laughs> that's, that is but, a great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how we, you know, we kind of got into a routine where we were watching so much TV. We decided to take a trip. Yeah. Um, and we went to we went down to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Uh, and then we did, we stopped in Kentucky on the way home and we were there for 16 days. So your trip looked so much fun. Yeah. yeah, Right. Such a great like idea to have. If you can, if it's, if you're able to do that and have a little getaway, there's no better time when, when you can be working from home, you know, that's awesome. That's what we kind of thought. Let's just, we had some friends we met in Chicago down there and it's just, we just, we play games. We would make cocktails. There was a jacuzzi in the cabin, so we'd go in jacuzzi every night. Yeah, so we hardly watched any TV while we were gone. It was so yeah. refreshing to just talk to people and do other things. So then I think when we got back, we've been watching a lot less TV since then. Sounds like you guys are staying busy over there, which is amazing. Um, but let's transition a little bit and just talking about the coronavirus. I don't, do you feel like it's in Ohio where you're at? Like, how? What's the governor like? I only really pay attention, to be honest, to things that are happening in California and then obviously um, um, within the United States like as a whole. And so how seriously are people taking it in Ohio? Well, the I believe it was the third state to close down. Okay. And the, the governor is a Republican, so he was kind of like applauded for that. Because okay. Because not Republicans were, were shutting down their states. It was more of a a democratic thing to do yeah so got a lot of kudos for it but now it's under a lot of pressure to reopen the state because got people it. want to go work they want to get back to their lives so again tomorrow is kind of like a partial reopening and that yeah but may um so for the most part it seems like he's handled it pretty well i mean there's there hasn't been that many infections or deaths there hasn't been any like really serious outbreaks yeah but, um yeah we 
things have been shut down for quite some time. Okay. So with that, do you guys feel fearful of any of this? I I go back and forth because yeah. sometimes I wonder if I'm not taking it seriously enough, mm-hmm. but then I don't know. I also like, it's just when you go out, it's kind of easy to just get back into your old habits of like right. not being that careful. So Although in the beginning, I was the only one allowed to do the grocery shopping because I felt like Darren was just not like <laughs> in the grocery store. Right. So I really was like sanitizing the countertops and washing our produce with soap. And like, yeah. now I feel like backed off a little bit. So Got it. I don't worry as much about the actual coronavirus, but I think the like obviously like economic repercussions mm-hmm. will be very long lasting. And so I yeah. think even though we're both okay now, I think there's always the possibility of just job security and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I worry about that. Or even I read a really interesting article this morning about a local restaurant and just the owner kind of just detailing the beginning when there was just talk of things shutting down. So yeah. like the weekend before things actually shut down, how he had to get loans and oh. then even the money it will cost just to reopen. Because if you've had no food in your restaurant for weeks, like you almost have to buy everything. Rebuy. So yeah. Kind of just worried for local business owners and like what the, going out scene is even going to look like, I think it's going to be a lot different for a while. Yeah. So it'll, I hope like all the local businesses kind of make it through. Okay. Totally. I know it's when you hear those personal stories, that's what always gets me is like, you can think of it as like, you know, I'm worried for small businesses, but when you hear like someone's actual story of their restaurant or their retail store and what they have put their heart and soul into, that's when I am reminded of the humanity of all of this. Yeah, like even today, so the restaurant owner, it's an upscale place. They have a sommelier. They have like wine pairings every yeah. weekend. And he was saying they're going to have to completely turn into a different restaurant when they reopen because they just couldn't afford to be that same upscale experience. Mm-hmm. So they said they were talking about maybe doing vegan or tacos. And I, I just feel like that's so crazy. Just It's interesting to hear different perspectives. So Absolutely. Really local people around Columbus. Yeah. Darren, what about you? Uh, you know, DJ... Uh, these, I think, hit on the heads. It's, it's hard to know because sometimes I feel like it's an overreaction, and sometimes I feel like I'm not reacting enough. Totally it depends what you read. Mm-hmm. So, like, I read both the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. The New York Times is a little bit more left leaning, right? Well, more right leaning, and it depends. You could read both articles in the same day, and you can feel like while you're reading it, you feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough, uh-huh. and then. I mean, like, this is just completely overblown. Yeah. Depending on what, what paper you're reading. That's so a really good point. It's it's hard to know. I, I don't know any pers- anyone personally who's been affected by it. So it's, right. like, not personal to me quite yet. Mm-hmm. So it's just really hard to, to, to understand. Yeah. No, like, I get that. You guys have a really – your perspective is, I think – it really resonates with me and I'm sure a lot of other people. So I, I totally feel you on that. What about anything you guys have come to appreciate about this time? I think for me, especially since my, like all of my best friends live outside of Ohio. Like there are people I met in Charlotte. We've all left Charlotte and we all live in different cities now. Yeah. So I think during this time, it's really emphasized the importance of just maintaining those long distance relationships with friends and family, which is something I already did, but I think it just, highlighted it even more for me so we'll do like virtual game nights with our yeah. friends or i'll even just facetime them now way more than i ever did even though we've always or well for the past year yeah. a couple of years lived separately so totally i think it's just made me appreciate the relationships i have and really try to spend more time on them yeah absolutely 
Anything to add, Darren? <laughs> uh, I really miss uh, going to the gym. <laughs> it's just, it was such a routine for me, like in yeah. the morning, uh, and you have your buddies there, and your yeah. friends, and it just throws you off. And like trying to do it yourself, it's just not the same. Yeah, especially yeah, just at, in a home environment, it's really different to work out for sure. Yeah, yeah. the motivation is not the same. Ugh, I know. Yeah. You try your best, and you you, you know you kind of accept. What yeah. You can do. So you're looking forward to those reopening as well. Chalk it up as a win, even if you just do a little workout. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So true. So true. Um, what about what is keeping you guys sane? What are some tips that you have for other people? Mine is like the most cliche thing mm-hmm. I feel like, but I've kind of been focused on more like self care type stuff. Yes. How like, do I normally straighten my hair as you can see? I've okay. not because I'm like, well, why not give my hair like a, a I, little break from the heat damage, like yes. things like that, or I've been trying to do like mud masks more often, or just yes. like little things, not only to make myself feel better, but like hopefully just improving my overall routines and like skincare and that kind of stuff. Yes, I know. I feel that. Love it. I haven't straightened my hair in legitimately. I barely ever do it anyway. So no way that this mane is getting straightened during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, those are yours, or do you want to add anything? I think that, and then just, like, trying to learn new things. Like, I hope yeah. I come out of this. Like, one of my friends said he wanted to make sure he came out of this better yeah. and not equal to or less than. So yeah. I feel like I'm trying to just learn things or add on to the things I'm already interested in. Yeah. Or make sure I'm trying to expand my knowledge. Yeah. Watching TV and getting yeah. weight. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I totally agree. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, it's the same thing echo with, with Beach said is that, you know, I really try to schedule in time to do not only something that's going to help me try to be better, but mm-hmm. like something I'm not already doing. Mm-hmm. Like obviously working out would be something that's making me better, but I, I've been working out for a little bit. Yeah. So it's not different versus like trying to learn Spanish or taking that course was completely different and it was something to look forward to that I just never would have time before because I was traveling so much for work. Right. Um, you know, to be able to get up and usually for me, it's a fire drill in the morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting ready and doing all that stuff versus like getting up, having some coffee mm-hmm. and then just literally sitting down for an hour and just doing something that you enjoy. That's yeah. It's such a different, um, it, it almost took a while for me to get used to it because the first couple of weeks of work from home, mm-hmm. I almost felt guilty that I wasn't getting up and going straight to work. Right. You know, because before it was just like, get up, check your email, get ready, do everything as fast as you can. Yeah. You know, and get out the door. Whereas now it's like you get up and you like literally can sit down and read or, you know, take a course online or just yeah. do something. It's, it, it was so eye-opening that it was, it was just so nice to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I know you're, you're creating a new routine for yourself that it's something that you can actually sit and enjoy. And rather than like you said, rushing to just start the day. And I think so many people are having that realization of like, we truly are given this like gift of, of time. And with that time you can create, I don't know, this whole new perspective. So it's, yeah. it's good. Well, I think, I think if there is a silver lining in this for business, yeah, is if you have people that can work from home, mm-hmm. 
do their job effectively, if not more effectively. Yeah. So let's say you go back to work and you can work from home Monday, Friday, but you go in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday. Yep. So, you know, how much less stress is going to be on that person? Mm-hmm. Stuff are they going to be able to do for themselves? You know, what other trips are they going to take? Because now they have that flexibility having kind of work from home on both ends of the week. Yes. And then when they're in the office Tuesday through Thursday. will be that much more effective. Time. Yeah. That time is precious. So mm-hmm. we're not going to stack it with meetings that don't matter. And you're working. But even just work-wise, I think sometimes you actually get way more done at home. Because in the office, people stop by, they mm-hmm. talk to you, you coffee, you'll heat up your lunch, whatever. Whereas like at home, I just feel like there's, so much more uninterrupted time where you can actually hammer stuff out and then have more free time. Totally. And I also think companies will save money by not having so much office space and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Do you guys foresee that happening being a common thing? I hope so. I, I think for sure. So nationwide insurance is headquartered in, in Columbus and they basically said they're going to move like 80% of their workforce to work from home. Really? They're going to try. Wow. I mean, it's so, crazy. Yeah, I think that that is definitely going to be more commonplace, depending on the industry. I feel like we're really lucky that we have the ability to work from home, and mm-hmm. we can kind of yeah. do our jobs pretty seamlessly. So, yeah. like, obviously, not everyone can do that. So yeah, yeah. Right. totally. Um, I also I want to ask both of you what has your favorite meal been mm. that Kenny just cooked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> so when we were on our trip down in Tennessee and Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Robert was with us. Mm-hmm. And he's also an incredible cook. Yeah. So putting him and Deej together was like golden. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like being at a, a Michelin star restaurant. Yes. And then Ro- and then uh, Kyle, Robert's boyfriend, uh, was also an ex-bartender. And he... <gasps> drinks on top of that? This makes the best cocktails Wow. Ever. I mean, he'll, he'll get such range on what he can make and oh he can just go and just whip something up those are so, great people to vacation with exactly. wow that's, that's why we said another week everything was just going so great just that's every night, awesome hour was off the chain and food dinner was crazy we'd have dessert you know it was darren just, what was your contribution in all of that i'll like chop one thing <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean honestly you you need the person to clean up so that's a perfect combo so good so anything specific though that stands out I feel like for me it's so hard because I'm kind of in the mood for different things every day like totally. I could never be a kind of person that eats the same thing all the time except sushi maybe yeah so it's hard for me to say I yeah I don't know I just think I there's so many things she, like. she makes a really good shepherd's pot Ooh. We also had, uh, this is more of Robert's recipe, but he made like a, a homemade fettuccine alfredo with shrimp, like mm. sauce from, from scratch. Oh my God. This sounds so good. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so my mouth is watering. <laughs> yeah. uh, we cook more healthy when we're at home, though, so I think also the trip was, we had a lot more like decadent things. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Sounds so good. Well, you guys, I'm just so glad that we got to hop on here. I'm truly inspired by just like the, it sounds like you guys really push yourselves to, I don't know. I know that I obviously know Darren a lot better and he's someone that can go out there and like make friends with anybody. And you really put yourself out there, um, especially being able to live in a new place and, and do that. It's the perfect 
fit for you. And Khadija, it sounds like you're the same way and you guys are just adventuring through life and it's really inspiring and amazing. And I'm just so glad I got to chat with you guys. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. This is your daily reminder that even though we have to stay six feet apart, there's no better time to stay connected. So go text someone you love and let them know that you're thinking of them. I know I'm going to. Bye.